Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive me. And today we're going to be covering Lord Maitreya. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. We're going to be talking about Jerusalem, Israel, the Middle East crisis, uh, World War III, and Iran. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. We're going to be starting a series today regarding the, the 501c3 corporate church, particularly of America. And what I say unto you, I say unto all. Watch. And today, we're going to be discussing the UFO phenomenon. It's growing and not going away. Is it the next great challenge for the church? And ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for December 9th, 2012. And before we get into the study, just an update on the contendingfortruth.com uh, flash drives that um, my listener from Australia, uh, he's uh, responsible, he does all that, and he had emailed me this week, he had ordered about... $400 worth of these, he was upgrading to a 64 gigabyte, um, which was double what was the capacity before, because we keep adding, he keeps adding on to them, there's all kind of bonus material, and all my teachings is like, I don't even know how many, hundreds and hundreds of teachings on there, and um, he got these, and he wasn't able to load the uh, material on there, and he's worked in the uh, IT industry since 1992, and uh, he opened one of these things up and found that they were 4 gigabyte, <laughs> so he got ripped off for like, you know, about $400 worth of money, and so he said, please inform the listeners there won't be any USB drives for sale until I get paid for my job so I can order more. There's a delivery time of stock up on that, so at least four to five weeks. Um, I tried to say, let me absorb this totally, and but he won't hear of it. He's um, he just won't. So um, anyway, we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna be behind on the flash drives about four to five weeks now. Um, so uh, you know, God bless him for all the effort he's put into these because he has put in a tremendous amount of effort and. Uh, I wanted just to tell you that, so in case anybody tries to go up there and order one, they'll understand. Um, so let's go ahead and get straight into the study here. Uh, this whole first part is going to be just on the whole um, zombie phenomena thing that we're seeing. And you could say, oh, come on, I mean, give me a break on the zombie stuff. Well, look at the amount of effort that Hollywood has put into promoting this, going all the way back into the probably, I mean, I guess you could go all the way back into the 60s, um, 70s, but recently, it's like, I mean, everywhere you turn, there's some kind of new zombie movie coming out, or, or some new zombie show, TV series, it's just unbelievable. Satan has put a lot of work into promoting this theory, into establishing this into our mindsets. 
And you have to ask, well, is there is there no end game to this? Is there no hidden agenda behind any of this? Just like the the whole UFO phenomenon, the whole alien quote alien phenomenon. Is there is there no end game? I mean, is it just you know Satan's just trying to entertain us and nothing will ever come of any of it? Doesn't make a lot of sense to me if that's the case. With Hollywood, it's a brainwashing tool. The word Hollywood is. Um, when a witch, the most desirable wand for a witch comes from the the wood of a holly tree. Okay, that's why it's called holly wood. The most ideal witchcraft wand is made out of the wood of a holly tree. That's why it's called holly wood. Okay, that's literally why it has that as name. It's trying to cast a spell over the people of the earth, essentially. And you have to think, well, there's got to be some kind of end game here. There's got to be some kind of hidden agenda behind all this stuff. I mean, they're sure going out of their way to shove this down our throats every chance they get. And the first story here is entitled, On Halloween, U.S. military forces trained for zombie apocalypse at counterterrorism summit. Now, here's a lovely picture of Six different women dressed up like zombies. And these are members of the Kilgore Orangorettes, dressed up in zombie costumes, waiting to participate in a halftime show during an NFL football game between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants, Sunday, October 28th, Arlington, Texas. Why, why on God's green earth are they doing halftime shows with zombies? Having women dress up like this? Like it's attractive or something? Uh... This stuff is everywhere you turn now. Now, the Bible says, I wanted to find some verses that pertained to this. And the Bible says, uh, Proverbs 8.35-8.36, through 8.36, For whoso findeth me findeth life, meaning God, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. All they that hate me love death. Maybe that's a good explanation for why this zombie phenomenon is being shoved down our throats everywhere we look. I watched this this video the other day of a uh, new video game that's coming out. I don't know if it's Halo or one of those video games. And they were interviewing these people... Getting ready to go in, it was like, you know, at 12 o'clock they're going to start selling this or whatever. And um, all these guys are out front and they're, they're interviewing them. And some of them are just about, I mean, they appear just about brain dead, some of these guys, going in, waiting to buy this video game. And they're interviewing them. And it's like, well, what do you like most about this? I like the zombies because I like killing the zombies and I like it because there's new zombies and it's fun and it's neato and I like killing them. Wow, that's, I mean, hard to argue with that logic. I mean, what, what do you say? You know, and it was like one after another. And then one, then this was a, also a game where they were going to um, heavily, heavily integrate drones, which is another thing that we're being totally acclimated toward and that they're actually releasing more and more by the day, that law enforcement um, in America 
are actually using and spying on Americans, and they're, and they're obviously using them a lot in the Middle East. And I mean, these are a lot of these are armed drones where they can kill you and not only spy on you. And they were like, well, do you realize that these types of games are how the military will many times recruit um, people into their drone programs and things like this? Because these are un- unmanned drones. Somebody's got to be manning them on the other end. And they'll have these big um, competitions where they'll compete against one another. And the military will actually come in and recruit them, the people that do the best. And they're like, they're like most of them didn't weren't aware of that. And they were like, well, what if you were recruited and... Uh, you know, used as drone operator, and if you were commanded to kill other people, and some of them were like, "Yeah, I want to kill a whole bunch of you know people." You know, it's like, oh. Um, but the main thing they were obsessed with was the zombies, over and over and over again. People are obsessed with this zombie culture. People like to dress up like zombies. My my hometown, where I was from in, in Fort Myers, they just had this big gigantic zombie fest thing down there. It was like three or four days. And that was the whole thing. And they're walking around the road. Well, the Bible says, all they that hate me love death. What is a zombie? It's the walking dead. People love them. They love death. They love evil. From that standpoint alone, I can see why Satan would would be trying to push this agenda. Vampires, same deal. You know, the undead. You know, they've been killed and reanimated or whatever. Been killed by vampire, reanimated, then you become a vampire. That type of mentality here. It's it permeates through the vampire, the zombie culture, the Frankenstein, you know, all that that mindset. Satan is trying to get us fixated on death and loving death. There's there's whole cults that are devoted to death. I've reported on that. Azriel. The Angel of Death. There was a whole um, museum in New Orleans. It got wiped out by uh, Katrina, thank God. I, I did a, a study on it. He and like Angel of Death or Azrael. Um, in my experience I've had with Azrael. Key and Supernatural in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. And you'll, um, I believe I had an experience with good old Azrael, the Angel of Death. The Grim Reaper, whatever you want to call it. There's basis of, you know, fact in these types of things. I mean, I know you could say, oh, no, it's all a lie. The culture of death is growing, and it's going to continue to grow, and we're going to see more and more of an obsession with death. you got halftime shows where women are dressing up like zombies and and be performing. You've got whole literal um, conventions and parades of zombies. I mean, this is insanity. Who wants to dress up like that and act like that? All they that hate me, meaning hate God, love death. That one verse explains it all to me. Psalm 97.10 Ye that love the Lord hate evil. That's one verse I don't have any problem with. <laughs> Not saying I'm perfect or or that, you know, I, I'm, I'm living in over here in sinless perfection. But hating evil, and there's a lot of evil to hate now. It, the, the one thing is, is be angry and sin not. Not to, like, let that consume you. That hatred you have toward evil 
consume you and, and, and to make you bitter and hateful yourself. Uh, which is a struggle in today's day and age. And I, I, I admit that. I mean, you walk out, they're chemtrailing us like cockroaches all the time, literally spraying poisons on us, fluoridating, chlorinating uh, hundreds of chemicals in the water, trying to destroy the food with, G, with uh, all the, the additives, the GMOs they're putting in there, they're, they're genetically modifying everything, the, how they're trying to taint our DNA and destroy us through vaccinations. And all of this is called good by, the, by Big Brother New World Order. One of them to call evil good and good evil. That's the norm. If something is evil in today's day and age, it will be protected, it will be called good, and something that's truly good, that'll be called evil. That's the norm. So it's maddening trying to be a born-again, Bible-believing Christian in today's day and age, and to not go around and be angry about these issues all the time. I, you know, it, it's a struggle. It really is. A lot of people email me about that. Be angry and sin not. You know, focus that righteous indignation, which is an attribute of God, into prayer. On your knees in prayer. I found that's the most constructive way to channel that righteous indignation that is normal. You know, to feel when you see all of this evil. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the soul of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Then you got these, the whole the whole zombie culture with the uh, the cannibalistic. You know these guys that get on these bath salts and they turn into you know all these all the I mean I did a whole teaching on that one. All the, the zombie like attacks. There was a guy the other day that that, that got a um, it was one of the main stories. He got a dog. In the middle of the road, and they heard the dog squealing. This guy was eating the dog while he was alive in the middle of an intersection, and the poor little thing was was like squealing. And then the people went up to him and basically got the dog away. Poor, I guess he the dog lived. I think he he he, he got him away. Who does that? I mean, you got to be demon possessed to the toenails. I mean, the guy that the the, the guy that was on they thought was on basalt, ate the guy's face off? I accidentally saw some pictures of that guy. I didn't want to see it. I don't like looking on those types of things. I, I don't, you know, setting a wicked thing before your eyes like the Bible talks about. I don't like seeing that kind of, I don't want to see somebody be beheaded online or, or see their face get eaten off. I don't want to see that. There, I really believe that we're not supposed to be yearning or eager to see stuff. It grieves the Holy Spirit that lives inside a born-again Christian. And um, and the Bible says, grieve not the, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that lives inside you. And I mean, who eats another person's face off? Those pictures were... <laughs> I didn't mean to even see them, and I'm like, oh my word. That has got to be one of the most evil things I've ever seen in my life. Pretty sure he ate the guy's eyeballs out. All his face. That's a level of demon possession that, that I think, unfortunately, we're going to see more and more. And the whole zombie thing fits right into that. Because what do zombies do? Well, they want to they eat you, and particularly they want to eat your brains. That's the whole thing, right? 
It's how they get relief. It's like a demon. The only way a demon can get real relief, according to what the Word of God says, and there's those verses that the, the Bible talks about, when a spirit goeth out from a man, he, seek, he wandereth about in dry places, and then he goes back to the same person, and he finds it clean and swept, and he brings back more seven more demons worse than himself. That is how a devil or a demon gets relief. They're seeking to occupy a body. Well, I guess for the undead or the zombie, they get relief by feeding off a human being. The vampires are the same way. They live off, supposedly live off, human blood. They feed off humans. This is how they're, this is the only way they can get their fix. They can get any kind of relief. It's a common theme, is what I'm trying to say. And biblically speaking, you can prove that by just looking at what devils and demons, they're seeking to occupy a body. I don't mean fallen angels. I mean devils and demons, who I believe are different, totally different than a fallen angel. Um, anyway, I've, got, I've done studies on that before, but I don't want to get into that right now. So, the Bible says in Romans 12, 9, Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Cleave means join yourself to that which is good. We're supposed to abhor that which is evil. It's not right for a, a Christian to be going around and buying these, these video games. I've done whole studies on the video games, just key in video games or whatever in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. It's not right for us to be playing these things and, and immerse ourselves in this culture of death or these fantasy worlds that aren't have no basis in fact. And particularly ones where you're going around killing people wholesale. Or zombies or whatever. Um, it's not something we should be putting ourselves in a position where we want to do that. You know, and I mean obviously you're buying a video game, you're going out of your way to do it. Now Micah has some interesting verses about this. And um, Micah three two says, and this is describing uh, basically an apostate. I, I believe at this point an apostate sect of Israel who hate the good because Israel obviously was had a lot of problems with. You look in the Old Testament with going into apostasy, and then God would judge them, and then they would wise up for a while, and then they would. Going to, and it was this cycle that kept repeating. Um, who hate the good and love the evil. Okay, and again, this is more the norm now. Hating good, loving evil. Who pluck off the skin from off them, and their flesh from off their bones. Who also eat the flesh of my people, and flay their skin from off them. It sounds like they're cutting them up. And eating their flesh like cannibalism. And they break their bones and chop them in pieces. As for the pot. And as flesh within the cauldron. Okay, so you're making a stew of human people. Of, of humans. This is what we're describing here. Cannibalism where you're literally making a stew of humans. I mean, where it doesn't get a whole lot worse than that. And then the next verse says, Then shall they cry unto the Lord. This is when God starts to judge them. But he will not hear them. Even 
he will even hide his face from them at that time as they have behaved themselves ill in their doings. So people that are that are immersing themselves into the zombie stuff now, and let's say, oh, it's just fun and games, it, nothing will ever come of it, it's just, no, no, you're in training. You, you dress up like a zombie now, you go and you act like a zombie, you, you do all of this stuff, you think it's cool. It's the first step toward your immersion and your lust desire for this evil. Here's where it ultimately ends up. Hating the good, loving the evil, and then actually cannibalism in the very end. Pluck off their skin from them, the flesh off their bones, eat the flesh of my people, flay their skin from off them, and they break their bones and chop them in pieces as for the pot and as flesh within the cauldron. Well, isn't that where all of the worst cultures always pretty much ended up? You know? The Mayans, the Aztecs, mass human sacrifice, eating the heart while it's still beating, that type of thing. Doing it for some fallen angel they were worshipping. And then you get into the child sacrifice, that's even a higher form. And you, you can look in the Bible, there's all types of instances of that. You know, sacrificing to Chemosh, Moloch, all of these devil, fallen angels, essentially, that they're sacrificing their children to. And then sometimes eating their children. Drinking their blood after they've drained it from the infant. That's a big one. This is where culture and society, this is where it's moving toward. The zombie phenomenon is just more evidence of that. That's why I think it's important to, and then you've got these stinking churches out there glorifying this stuff. wasn't too long ago that I read about that church that was having their zombie night. And it was, it, I mean, it was a former church of one of my listeners. My webmaster. I mean, obviously they're out of it now, praise the Lord, but I mean, this is what, the, they check the website every once in a while just to see what was going on. Oh, zombies are fun. It's neat. We can bring people in. We can get more people to come to our church. That way we can get more money. Because we'll guilt trip them into giving us money. That's what it's always t- tends to be about. Oh, we'll be popular with the world. We'll be with it. What an abomination in the sight of God, bringing this garbage into the church. The lukewarmness of a church that could do something like that, I, I just can't even comprehend it. Why don't you just convert to Satanism? So this is the, the state of, of the world and the church. And I, again, the church probably isn't even speaking out against this for the most part. The 501c3 corporate church for the most part. They're not going to do any kind of studies on this most of the time warning about this stuff. Not all, but, but most. And again, you've got churches that are literally bringing this in to their churches. It's key and I, I've done other, just key and zombie in the keyword search box on the website. and you can You can read about it. So... 
I said all that to, to actually get to the main article. Why is the U.S. military preparing for a zombie apocalypse? That's the latest training exercise the U.S. Marines and Navy Special Operations Forces will be taking part of on an island off the coast of San Diego starting on Wednesday. Or this was actually a.k.a. Halloween. They had, they had to coordinate it with Halloween, the highest satanic holiday that there is. The occultists view it as the birthday of Satan. They view it as the, as the time when the veil is at its thinnest and the, these evil spirits can pass back and forth to our dimension more easily. I've done a whole study on Halloween. I sent it out, but just key in that in the search box if you want to know more about Halloween's unbelievably horrific history that continues to this day. So they coordinate this zombie uh, training exercise with the U.S. Marines and Navy Special Operations on an island off the San Diego, on Halloween. High satanic holiday of the year, essentially. This is a very real exercise. This is not some type of big costume party, said Brad Barker, president of Halo Corp., which is a security company. And he told this to the Associated Press. A zombie invasion would have characteristics similar to other catastrophic events and would be a, quote, federal incident, a summit organizer says. They're not kidding around! I mean, I keep thinking, this is some big, gigantic spoof hoax. I keep going up on the internet trying to check for, okay, some debunking. And a lot, they'll, they'll sometimes they'll say, well, yeah, I mean, this is just tongue-in-cheek a little bit. But look at all the effort. And look at what they're saying. Look what's coming out of their mouth. You combine this with what Hollywood's doing. And you see, you know, there's really some kind of agenda afoot here, and it's not good. So a zombie invasion would have characteristics similar to other catastrophic events. It would be a federal incident, the summit organizer said. The scenario is dire. In other words, the scenario on this island at Halloween that they're undergoing is dire. Modeled in part on a public service campaign that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention launched last year. We're going to look at that next. Warning that the U.S. citizens should be prepared in the event of a zombie invasion. It will play out Wednesday and Thursday at HALO's annual Counterterrorism Summit Security Conference, which will be attended by, among other people, former Central Intelligence Agency Director Michael Hayden. I mean, they've got some really big players for this. And it's all a funny joke? I don't think so. Zombies will invade Paradise Point Resort, which covers 44 acres on an island that will be transformed with Hollywood-style sets, including a Middle Eastern village and a pirate cove. No doubt when a zombie apocalypse occurs, it's going to be a federal incident, so we're making it happen, Mr. Baker told the AP. Do you see how much trouble they're going through to do this? The Hollywood-style sets, it's on a 44-acre island. He says, no doubt, when a zombie apocalypse occurs. It's going to be a federal incident. So we're making it happen. What? When? Some 1,000 U.S. military personnel, police, and state and federal government officials will be charged with responding. 
it's it's almost like again it's like this big sick joke. You're thinking this can't be real. Give me a break. It's real. I can't even believe what I'm reading. This is a fraction. I mean a one one thousandth fraction. If I were to report on all aspects of this, I could probably at least do a twenty part teaching. This is one little tiny study I'm doing on this. Here's a uh, a link to a news... This is actually the link to the news report where they were reporting on it from San Diego. Um, You can click on that link if you like. One listener writes about this. He must uh, live in um, San Diego. He says, Our beautiful city is being overrun with zombies. This was, a, this was a personal email that was sent to me. Uh, and they call it an exercise. I can believe they are getting behind this because you and others like you have warned us. I just can't get past the frivolous spending from Homeland Security to put this on our city. No one asked the ta- taxpayers if they want their hard-earned money to be spent on a bunch of adults acting like teenagers. These people who dress up, fake blood and all, really need to find meaningful employment. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true there. They are only conditioning us to receive and accept martial law, and they want our Second Amendment rights taken away. True. That's another end game for this. And then he says, Dear Lord, help us. If you can, please mention this on your broadcast. And that's what I'm doing now. I've been meaning to get to this for weeks, but I've just had so many breaking current events, I had to put this kind of on the back burner. Okay, so here's the next report. Last month, the Department of Homeland Security released its own webinar about zombie preparation. As an effect, as quote an effective way of engaging new audiences, uh, because people are obsessed with the whole zombie culture. As one FEMA official noted, uh, and then here's the next report: a blog. This is now this is from May of 2011. This year, uh, last year, 2011, last year. This is from Reuters. Okay, a blog post on the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention that mentions a quote zombie apocalypse as a lighthearted way to get Americans to read about preparing for hurricanes drove so much traffic that it crashed the website. The agency said Thursday. Here's a screenshot on the PDF of this zombie looking through something, uh, and this is it's preparedness 101 zombie apocalypse this was on the centers for disease control now when i first saw this i said okay it's all a big funny haha joke i don't even think i reported on it if i did i might have mentioned it but now it's getting to the point where i can't ignore this stuff anymore i mean when they've got they're doing whole gigantic military operations where they're staging zombie invasions like they did on this island of san diego and they're saying, we're doing this for when it happens, and that this is serious. I can't ignore it anymore. That and all the other things I'm mentioning, too. So, it goes on to say, there are, there are kinds of emergencies out there that we can prepare for. This CDC, Centers for Disease Control blog, says. okay. And then it says, take the zombie apocalypse, for example. You may laugh now, but when it happens, you'll be happy to read this. And hey, maybe you'll even learn a thing or two about how to prepare for a real emergency. Right from the CDC's website I'm reading from. Then it goes on to say, the, and this is from a quote from the CDC spokesperson Dave Daigle told Reuters, 
He says, quote, if you prepare for the zombie apocalypse, you'll be prepared for all hazards. The word zombie comes from the voodoo practice of spirit possession in which victims are stripped of consciousness. Zombies became popular cultural references after the success of George, George Romero's 1968 horror movie, Night of the Living Dead, where flesh-eating zombies roam the eastern seaboard in the aftermath of radio contamination. I believe that movie has been remade many times, which has spawned what we have today. Now, in Haiti, they can actually... There's many, many, many documented cases where they've actually been able to create this, but they're actually doing it by a combination of... I guess you you could call it not really drugs because they actually make these things. It's the poison of a puffer fish and several other things that they use. Give it to a person. They appear to die, but they're actually still living. They'll actually bury them. The heartbeat is so slow, though, that it's undetectable. They'll bury them, and then the zombie, the guy that actually gave them the stuff, will go dig up the body, um, usually that night or soon thereafter, because obviously they'd run out of oxygen pretty quick. And then the person's literally brain damaged to the point where he can be controlled. And there's there's these zombie-like people roaming around Haiti. I've seen documentaries on it. And they can be created. And I don't really think that's a real supposed, quote, zombie like they're describing, where the, a dead person's literally been reanimated. If that was the case... That person's soul's in hell. Just, I can't see a born-again Christian's body being reanimated as a zombie. I just, I have a hard time with that one. I guess that could be debated, but... Um, this is a body that's actually been reanimated. That's the classical zombie thing that they're portraying here. Not really what a voodoo practitioner would actually create, where the person actually never really died, although he appeared to have. Okay, not to say there's not a huge demonic problem or or a component to that whole thing. I mean, you have voodoo, which is nasty, really nasty stuff. I mean, I I should know. I had a voodoo high priest try to kill me. You want to know more about that key in supernatural? In the keyword search box at the website. Um, so I've, I've had, I've had my, my share of experiences with voodoo firsthand. It's some of the hardest, high, most high level witchcraft that there is. Very, very old. They brought it over from Africa and they've refined it and, um, very, very powerful stuff as far as witchcraft goes. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, saw way, it's not even to be compared. But I'm saying, if you were just dealing with somebody and you were unsaved, with no protection, huh, you don't want somebody putting a voodoo curse on you. I mean, there's some of the worst, most horrific ways you can die. It's no joke. So, uh, going further, next article is entitled, Zombie Neuroscientist Explains the Ant-Like Behavior on World War Z's Running Dead. The first World War Z movie trailer is out. And I give you a link if you want to watch it. 
Um, and the long-anticipated adaptation of Max Brooks' zombie novel looks pretty scary. But it raises one important question. What's up with all those swarming zombies? Now, in the trailer, you'll see, and it's Brad Pitt, it's this big blockbuster that's going to be coming out, I don't know, is it next summer? Yeah, June 21st, 2013. They already got the trailer out. I mean, we're talking, when this trailer came out, we're talking seven, eight months out? Before the movie's even released? These zombies are like, not like the traditional ones you've seen, or you might have seen in other shows where they're just like limping around and, you know, real slow. These are like mega, mega, mega athletic zombies. You know, they've eaten their Wheaties. And they can swarm, and they have, like, this ant-like behavior where they're, like, you know, can make these big, like... You ever see those things on documentaries where if an ant, they'll have a colony of ants, and what they'll do to get to food, where they'll literally make chains and stuff like that and link onto one another in order to get to whatever they're trying to get to? That's what these zombies are doing. So they're, like, super mega zombies on steroids. Uh... So, where are these slow-moving zombie hordes like those in Walking Dead or the fast-running Lone Rangers in the movie 28 Days Later? What's up with the massive thongs of quick-moving ghouls? And what's the deal with the coordinated efforts of these things in all the body ladder building? Are, you, are the World War Z's raging dead actually smart? According to zombie neuroscientist Bradley Wojtek, they're not. This is a guy that is devoted to zombie... Neuroscience. And you're like, come on. I'm going to prove it. I couldn't even believe what I was reading as I, as I was studying this, this stuff. I mean, it's almost like, are you kidding me? And then it goes on to say, so Brad Pitt's character, Jerry Lane, I mean, Brad Pitt, they got the, the biggest, one of the biggest Hollywood stars for this movie. Uh, he has one less thing to worry about, um, the, meaning they're not smart. Then he goes on to say, unlike previous fast zombie movies, like 28 Days Later, wherein the zombies are basically acting independently of one another, the zombies here are showing what looks like intelligent behaviors. Clustering, swarming, even coming together to form a zombie ladder. Wojtek, who who is a neuroscience PhD, who is on the advisory board of the Zombie Research Society. Now I thought, oh, come on. Now, now you're 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 just out way out in left field. No, it's real. I I give you all the documentation here. We're gonna go into that next. What is the Zombie Research Society? Okay, so let me back up here for a second. So this is Wojtek, a neuroscience PhD who is on the advisory board of Zombie Research Society, said in an email to Wired magazine. He said, "Quote: While people might be tempted to say." that the World War Z zombies are therefore, and then this is the name of the movie, are therefore somewhat intelligent, I would argue that zombies here are simply exhibiting emergent behaviors, like that that we see in ants. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable we have a dialogue about this. Oh, yes, I think, that, I mean, some guy is smoking a pipe, and maybe in a smoking jacket with an ascot on, talking about, you know, <laughs> the, the emerging... Um, Behavior of these types of new zombies exhibiting emergent behaviors like that seen in ants. It's just, it's partly it's funny because it's like you can't even believe that we're actually openly dialoguing about this. Like, this is serious or something, you know? 
I mean, I can't even believe that I'm doing this study. Honestly, it's, it's insane. The behavior, Voitech said, can be akin to those of insects, which work together to take down much bigger spiders, or build bridges across large bodies of water. Meaning that even though World War Z's monsters look like they're forming a well-coordinated army to take on Brad Pitt and the rest of humanity, they're actually just dumb lugs mimicking the actions of the rest of the horde. World War Z swarms theaters on June 21st, 2013. So, that, I mean, again, they're, they're really ramping this up and the movie hasn't even come out. Now, here's a comment from a listener on the World War Z movie. And he said, Brother Scott, I've been following very close all the news regarding this movie called World War Z, a movie stage in the not-so-far future where humanity is faced with huge, deadly viruses turning normal people into deadly zombies. Okay, again, what was I Am Legend about? Will Smith, one of the other biggest stars in Hollywood. What was that about? Well, that was about a cancer vaccine that supposedly, and it cured cancer. Oh yeah, the vaccine supposedly cured cancer. Unfortunately, it turned you into this white-skinned, bald, light-hating, really, really nasty zombie from the pit of hell. That was the only side effect. And Will Smith was one of the, the last people on the planet who was a military-type doctor to try to figure out how to cure them. And that was what the whole premise of the movie was about. And these things were, the, the whole movie was set in that stage. So the, in that particular case, a vaccine actually caused, they're telegraphing to you, you know, the horrificness of these vaccines. And they're, and you know, let's face it, if we had some type of global pandemic and they come out and they say, hey, I know this is killing people right and left, but guess what? We got this vaccine, it'll cure it. You better not take it. You better not take it. Because maximum desperation, there's going to be maximum price to pay. They've got the vaccines now. Not only are they tainted with foreign DNA. Who knows what's in them, for real. I mean, they can list the ingredients, in other words, but you really don't know what you're getting injected with. They're growing these things off, off aborted babies... Which is, I'm not making this up, human diploid cells. On at least 17 or 18 of them. It's probably more than that now. Get a physician's desk reference. Look them up. MMR, Verivax, Miravax. Those are just a few. Literally, they're growing these off aborted fetal cell lines of aborted babies. Chicken embryos. They're growing them off diseased green Reese's monkey kidneys. Hey, where do I sign up? Putting aluminum, mercury, unbelievable neurotoxins, detergents, squalene, all kind of garbage in these vaccines, and foreign tainted DNA. Isn't that funny? Isn't that what wasn't that what they were doing in Genesis six, where the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wise all that they chose? Huh? I wonder if that had anything to do with corrupting the gene pool of humanity. So that the Savior couldn't come. The predicted Savior, Jesus Christ, could never come. If Satan had been able to pull that off in Genesis 6, Jesus Christ would have never been born. Therefore, no redemption for humanity. Oh, 
That was why he was trying to do that. Yeah, that and that we're created in God's image and he wants to kill every one of us just because we're created in God's image. He wants to defile humanity. He wants to take as many people ultimately to the lake of fire as he can. That's what this is all about. Everything. The battle against good and evil. It's about who's going to end up in heaven and who's going to end up in the lake of fire. Satan wants to take as many people as possible with his fallen angels, devils, and demons with him. That's what it's all about. And isn't that funny? Jesus Christ said, As in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What was going on in Noah's day? What was the main, main, main thing? The defilement of the DNA of humanity. Nephilims were bred from this union between fallen angel and woman. The giants, the fallen ones, and they started to, in turn, defile what humanity was like. And it got so bad that only eight people got off on the ark. I'm not saying every single person was, their DNA was corrupted at that point, but they might have been corrupted beyond ever being able to, to uh, believe the word of God in that particular thing. Like a saved versus an unsaved person. God had to wipe the whole world out, save eight people, and start over again. That's how bad it got. And Jesus Christ predicted, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What was the main thing they are doing in the days of Noah? Corrupting our DNA. What's the main thing they're trying to do now? Corrupt our DNA. I wonder if this has anything to do with the whole alien agenda, where they're abducting people, and they turn up on these ships, and they can't move, and they're absolutely, totally obsessed with the reproductive organs. of. The, oh, there's only been like 2-3% to 3% of the population of America admit to being abducted. They're all nuts, though. I'm sure there's nothing to it. There's nothing to the alien agenda. None of them have ever been abducted. None of them, None of that ever happened. No. I'm sure it would have nothing to do with what paralleled in Genesis 6 and trying to create this tainted DNA race. Yeah, even though Jesus Christ predicted it. Now, I've done tons of studies on this. Just key in some of those keywords that, that I've mentioned. So, the whole vaccination thing, that's a whole other ball of wax. It's going to be one of the main ways that they will take humanity out. It's through the vaccines. Key in vaccination. Been there too. I mean, I've done so many on that. So he goes on to say um, in this, he said, I did some research about the book to see why it has become such a huge phenomenon to lead to a heavy budget movie featuring Brad Pitt as the main character. To my surprise, the story engulfs Israel and puts it in the context of a possible World War III with the whole world. Huh. World War III. Israel. Wow. Huh. We haven't talked about that subject much lately. That's been, like, really off the radar, right? I mean, you know. Like, all, all the previous studies I've done in the last weeks, that's what we've been talking about. And they incorporate that into this movie. Then it goes on to say, where Israel closes its borders, leaving Pakistan and Iran to destroy each other. I strongly suggest you do some research on this. I'm pretty sure you'll see some very interesting points related to all your previous studies about pandemics, avian flu, World War III, and your most recent studies about zombies. Hmm. So, then he gives me this little thing from Wikipedia, which talks about what the whole World War Z thing is about. And it says, as the infection spreads, the state of Israel is the only country to take the reports of zombies seriously. 
initiating a nationwide quarantine and closing its borders to everyone except the uninfected, the Jews and the Palestinians. Isn't that funny? I just read you that verse last week about the whole world's going to turn against Israel. And here's another scenario where you would kind of have that same dynamic going on. They're the only country on the planet that took it this seriously. I don't know, it's just kind of an interesting parallel. Pakistan and Iran destroy each other in a nuclear war after um, the Iranian government attempts to stem the flow of Pakistani refugees. The United States of America does little to prepare, although special forces teams are used to contain initial outbreaks. A widespread effort never starts as the nation is sapped of political will by several brush fires and a placebo fraudulently marketed as a vaccine and has created a false sense of security. So here we go with the vaccine. When the world recognizes the true scope of the problem, a period known... Uh, hold on here. As the Great Panic begins, a period known as the Great Panic begins, following the fall of New York City, the United States Army sets up a high-profile defense at Yonkers, New York, to restore American morale. The U.S. military uses obsolete Cold War taxes, tactics on the zombies, including anti-tank we- weapons and demoralization through wounding. These have no effect on the zombies, which cannot be shock and awed, and have no self-preservation instincts, and can only be stopped if shot in the head and killed. That's the one common theme you'll always see. You gotta, you gotta, it takes a headshot to take them out. The soldiers are routed on live television while other countries suffer similarly disastrous defeats and human civilization teeters on the brink of collapse. There's a link to the actual website. Okay, so continuing further, I I couldn't believe this. When I saw that zombie research society, I'm like, oh, this is some big spoof gag thing. No, it's not. This is the About Us page on the Zombie Research Society. I went up and did keyword searches on it, expecting like Snopes or some, all these debunking, oh, yeah, this is a funny, like The Onion, you know, how they do all the parody and spoofs on stuff. No, I couldn't find anything that this was a spoof. And then it says, About Us page, Zombie Research Society. What you don't know can eat you. Which is kind of a neat motto, you know. Um, the ZRS, Zombie Research Society, members are known as one percenters because we are committed to being among the one percent of people likely to survive a global zombie outbreak. Though we represent diverse backgrounds, interests, and theories, we are unified in our support of the Zombie Research Society's three foundational principles, which are, number one, a zombie is a relentlessly aggressive human or a reanimated human corpse driven by a biological infection. Two, the zombie pandemic is coming. It's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when. Now, how many times have I just read that same thing? From the military, from the CDC, now from the Zombie Research Society. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Number three, enthusiastic debate about zombies is essential to the survival of the human race. Then I go to their Outbreak Map page. Zombie Research Society is the only organization to present a fact-based list of potential zombie outbreaks throughout history. Other accounts 
of zombie outbreaks found in books and on the web are fictionalized for the entertainment purposes and should not be used for analyzing the coming zombie threat. These guys are dead serious. If you have information about possible zombie outbreaks yet not featured on this map, please below, uh, below, please contact. I give you a picture of the map, and they've got pictures over different areas of the planet where there were zombie outbreaks in the past. Number one, Ecuadorian Amazon, and they say date unknown on that one. Number two, the Mayan civilization, 10th century AD. Now there's a link to each one that gives you a detailed analysis of why they believe the zombie outbreak occurred there. Number three, the Chaco Canyon in New Mexico, 13th century A.D. Number four, the Chacoa Indians in Illinois, 8th century A.D. The next one, Roanoke Colony in North Carolina, 1590. Now, I never heard not no zombie, but they present, I read that one, and I'm like, well... They don't know what happened there. Next one. A cargo ship, the Mary Celeste, 1872. The next one. York, England, 1st century A.D. And again, there's links to each one of these and why they're saying these are actually verifiable ones that they've documented. Next one. Ancient Rome, 3rd century A.D. Now, here is their Zombie Research Society Advisory Board. First guy. Matt... Mojik. He is the head of the Zombie Research Society. Matt is the head of uh, Zombie Research Society and the author of Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Zombies, the most comprehensive zombie book ever published. His recent TV appearances include Spike's Deadliest Warrior and ANC's Talking Dead, uh, the live after show of The Walking Dead. Next guy, George Romero, legendary zombie filmmaker. He is the biggest name in the modern zombie culture, has created the genre with his 1968 classic film, The Night of the Living Dead, his credits include some of the most widely recognized and heavily referenced movies in the history of horror. Now, if those were the only two guys, I'd say, well, this is, all this is some kind of shameless promotion of the whole zombie thing. Whoa, hold on. I'm not finished. Next guy. Stephen Schultzelman, MD. There's pictures of all of these people. Harvard Medical School. He's an MD. From Harvard. Dr. Schultzelman is the co-director of the Medical Student Education in Psychiatry at Harvard Medical School and is the author of The Zombie Autopsies from 2011, a novel that follows an elite medical team as they investigate the biology of zombies in the face of a global undead plague. Next one. Tara C. Smith, Ph.D., University of Iowa. Tara C. Smith is the assistant professor of epidemiology at the University of Iowa, an infectious disease epidemiologist. Her research centers on emerging diseases, particularly those which originate in animals. Her other interest includes the zombie pandemic preparedness. Are you kidding me? Next one, Daniel W. Drenzer, Ph.D., Fletcher School of Law and Diplomacy. Daniel W. Dretzer is the professor of international politics at the Fletcher School of Law and Diplomacy at Tufts University, an author of The Theories of International Politics and Zombies, uh, which is a nonfiction work that looks into what would happen to different systems of government if the dead arose and started to eat the living. Honestly, I feel like this is an episode from The Twilight Zone. I'm reading you. You can, and if Please follow along. Please follow along with the PDF that's available on contendingfortruth.com with this teaching. 
for December 9th, 2012. Next guy, Bradley Wojtek, PhD, University of California, San Francisco. Bradley Wojtek is a, neuro, is a neuroscientist at the University of California, San Francisco, studying the role of neural oscillations in the communication brain networks. His work on patients with brain damage has led him to formalize the theoretical neuroanatomy of the zombie brain. <laughs> I don't know whether to laugh or cry. I mean, this is unbelievable. Can you believe this? Next guy. Peter Cummings, MD, Massachusetts Medical Examiner's Office. He is the uh, Director of Forensic Neuropathology at the Boston Office of Massachusetts Medical Examiner and the author of Neuropathology of Zombies, 2011, a novel that follows autopsies carried out on zombies in hopes of uncovering the shocking truth behind the zombification process. I I can't even believe what I'm reading. Uh, and then the next guy. Now, this guy's just an author. This guy. Um, Scott Kenimore penned several zombie books, including the bestseller The Zen of Zombie, which is probably my favorite of all the zombie books I've ever read. No, sorry, I've never read one. But anyway, um, yeah, his most recent novel, Zombie Ohio, was released in February 2011. Next guy, Timothy Vernightson, Ph.D., Dr. Vernightson is a neuroscientist at the Center for the Neural Basis of Cognition in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, specializing in the human brain imaging and neural network modeling. His interest is in theoretical neuroscience, and the fascination with zombie behavior has driven him to explore the hypothetical architecture of the undead brain. Next guy, Matt Harris, Ph.D., University of Alaska Fairbanks, uh, professor of biology there, and where he specializes in neuroautonomic regulation. In this capacity, he has been long intrigued by the physiological basis for zombies, particularly as it relates to metabolic suppression. I mean, this is some over-your-head over stuff here. And these people are on, and I could have done more on this, but, you know, I think you get the point. Check out their website. I, I give you the links. Check out the website. Here we go with... Oh, hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Next article. Fear of zombie apocalypse pushes record gun sales in the United States. I'm going to play this brief YouTube video from Como 4 News. Something is driving up gun sales. Have you heard about this story? I have this heard about this. Not just- so he says something's driving up gun sales, and he's talking to the lady. This is Como 4 News. I don't know exactly where it's at, but it's some local news network here. Uh, let me just see... If- this was published on December 1st, 2012. Okay, so this is just like eight days ago. Um, and these two newscasters are talking about this. In Western Washington either, but all over the country. And the answer well, may surprise you. It is all because of, get this, zombies. You heard me right, zombies. Don't believe me? Here's Como Force Tracy Vetter. Zombies used to know their place, safely scary in B-movies. They're alive. Now they've gone mainstream with their own hit series, some taking over certain sections of Seattle. The horde is unleashed upon Fremont. Even the Centers for Disease Control. So they're showing these big zombie parades and festivals, and they're taking over huge cities where they're doing this. Recognizes the risk with a blog titled Preparedness 101, Zombie Apocalypse. And again, that was the CDC's website. Telling people if they're ready for zombies, 
They'll be prepared for hurricanes, earthquakes, you name it. So is it any wonder that live humans are fighting back? At Wade's Gun Shop in Bellevue, business is brisk. In fact, across the country, gun sales on Black Friday, measured by more than 154,000 background checks, was record-breaking. It was the largest number of background checks done in a single day. It shut down the FBI system twice. Oh, sure, gun advocates add gun sales go up when a Democratic president's re-elected, and there's still an increase of women buying guns, but... The big change this year? Oh, that's the zombie phenomenon. It's zombies. And it has ignited a, a whole new generation of shooters out there. Now, <laughs> it's ignited a whole new generation of shooters. I've been around shooters. My, my dad was a very highly ranked combat pistol shooter in Florida. Um, and, I mean, th- these guys are doing the same thing my dad used to do. They got, they got handguns that are on these courses They've got zombie targets now. Really realistic zombie targets that they're shooting at. And and this is reigniting and I mean spurring gun. And I understand Obama getting in for another term is m- most likely the main reason. But this is a whole other thing though. And we're going to look at that in a second. If you don't believe it, we're going to look at that in a second. And I will totally prove this to you. It's not my opinion. Certified zombie ammunition. Like gunshots. Certified zombie ammunition. I'm not lying. They've got guns now that are certified for zombies. They've got scopes. They've got certified ammunition. I'm looking right at the box here. Hornady zombie just in case max. 20 rounds. This is not a toy. This is really, really potent ammunition. Across the country, Wade's carry special green-tipped zombie ammo. Well, they have to be shot in the brain. I believe that's why they separated this out. Zombie-specific targets. Even special zombie guns. Put the zombie labeling on it to make it a little more appropriate for shooting zombies. Tracy Vetter, Como 4 News. Well, I've heard it all. I mean, do you believe this? It's just, it's, it's so incomprehensible that I'm actually having to do a study on this. Now... Here's the next video I want to play you. This is from a ad I got. I'm on the Optics Planet mailing list, okay? They specialize in like scopes and stuff like that on guns and things of, of this nature. I'm on their mailing list. So I get an email from them all the time. And they've got their own YouTube video about this exact thing. They've come out in the last month with a whole zombie line of scopes, you name it, okay? Targets and all the stuff. And so I'm, I actually posted the ad in this PDF. And it's, um, I'm warning you, on this particular video I'm going to play, they use the word B-A-D-A-S-S twice. Okay, so if you got kids and they, and they don't, you don't want them to hear that, just bear that in mind. So they use that word twice. But I'm going to go ahead and play this video right now so you can kind of hear what is actually going on. This is a, this is a, basically a, a scope maker, a very, very large company that makes scopes or, or actually sells them and sells a lot of different things for, for guns. Oh, 
Hey guys, it's Alex from Optics Planet. This past year, we've seen a zombie craze in TV, movies, and even products. The zombie frenzy started at SHOT Show with the introduction of the EOTech Zombie Stopper EXPS2-C holographic sight. Then went on to the VXR Zombie Scope by Loophold and Optics Planet very own Zombie Exterminator. They've got their Zombie Exterminator kit. They show it on here. It is a whole table of stuff you can buy in one kit. Night vision, looks like thermal imagers, uh, flashlights, all these different, but who knows what's in these bags. A gigantic gun with a, probably some type of thermal imaging scope, knives, everything is like zombie specific. I'm not making this stuff up. Combination and research operations kit. And that's just to name a few. So where would a zombie killing enthusiast even begin? Well, we've got a few recommendations. The Ruger 1022 is arguably one of the most popular firearms in the U.S. The 1022 is a fun gun to shoot, equally fun to customize, and Hogue makes a badass green zombie stock that'll fit it. This glow-in-the-dark, over-molded rubber stock designed to offer you the perfect zombie stopping grip that is great for on-the-move shooting or protecting your compound from being overrun by the undead. Before you start blasting rounds into a swarm of the undead, it's always a good idea to get some practice. That's why we recommend the Champion Visicolor Zombie Targets. These huge 8x12 paper zombie targets present a realistic, intense shooting experience. In lieu of fountains of blood, Champion Targets has outfitted these Visicolor targets with flashes of radioactive green for headshots, fluorescent yellow for body shots, and white for missed shots. Are you I mean, these, these zombie targets are like, they look like real pictures. I mean, they're the most horrific things you've ever laid eyes on. And, I mean, they're serious. Looking for a means of transport for your AR-15 or even your new Hogue zombified Ruger 1022 to the range? Check out the EOTech Gear Zombie Stopper Rifle Case. This 45-inch case is lined with a soft red tricot lining that will protect your rifle and has exterior pouches for AR magazines or for smaller boxes of ammo. For those of you not into flashy gear and want something a little more low profile, we've also got you covered. The Vortex Strikefire Green Red Dot Scope is a 1x optics made for hunting zombies with shotguns, rifles, handguns, and is even compatible with night vision optics. If you need to reach out a bit farther, screw on the 2x optic doubler for long distance shooting. Need to be able to spot and eliminate zombies in pitch black conditions? The ATN Thor Digital Thermal Imaging Weapon Sight will take your zombie operations to the next level. Easily identify a living being from an undead by seeing their heat signatures. Change polarity and color with a single button. Swap between black on white, white on black, and five different color settings and choose... Now, I don't know if you realize how expensive of items that we're dealing with here. I'm actually going to read to you from the ad what these kind of things cost. Well, they've got the, the Hogue gun grips with these pictures of zombies on them. And then you can order the, the whole um, Champion Visicolor Zombie Target 6-pack where it has the zombie targets. Now, these sites or these uh, scopes. The thermal imager, the Thor, that he just said, oh, it's only $8,000. Thermal imagers are extremely expensive. Way more than even night vision. Um, the zombie rifle scope that he originally talked about, that's 600 And then the, uh, the other scope that he mentioned is 229 I mean, we're talking, these are very, very, very pricey, pricey items. This isn't just something that, you know, you're, you buy one of these scopes, you're, you're real serious. I mean, a thermal imager, or night vision. It's from four different reticles. 
This compact, lightweight scope mounts easily on a Picatinny rail and looks completely badass on an AR-15. Thermal not really what you need for your operation? How about some night vision? The Armacite Orion is a 4X Gen 1 Plus night vision rifle scope and is also mountable to any Picatinny-style rail. It has a mid-range of 4X magnification that is ideal for zombie hunting applications. Armacite has also included a detachable IR-810 infrared illuminator with the Armacite Orion night vision rifle scope, so you can illuminate areas where your night vision wouldn't otherwise be able to function. Perfect for clearing shelters of the undead. So now that you've pimped out your primary weapon, let's talk about your sidearm. A compact or subcompact pistol is a great backup gun and perfect for close-quarter combat situations. For those type of guns, we recommend the Streamlight TLR-4 laser-light combo. Its powerful C4 LED beam boasts 110 lumens, perfect for lighting up a dark hallway. In addition, it comes equipped with a laser sight, giving you maximum accuracy for that perfect headshot. Need a non-weapon light for those instances a flashlight would come in handy? Well, you can't go wrong with the old standard, a 3D cell mag light. Besides the fact that this comes in a variety of colors, this rugged 22,000 candle pop... So, I, I think you get the point here, you know, the... the <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm speechless after this study. I, I've never... I it's, it's just unbelievable that I've got a report on this stuff. Um, but I think that obviously because of the information I went over today, which is literally just a fraction of what is actually going on, I think you can see the importance of knowing this. Not being ignorant of the devices of Satan, lest he get an advantage of us. Okay, so that's all we have for today on this particular subject. Um, kind of just scratching the surface, but hopefully this gives you a kind of a general, generalized idea of what's going on with this particular subject that we're examining. Uh, I'm also posting the three other teachings I've done where we talked about different aspects of this whole zombie phenomenon. And I'm posting those, those teachings at the very end of my study. Uh, so if you want to kind of listen to those as well, which would add a lot to this particular study, you can do that. It'll be at the very, very end of the PDF. It's about 12 pages that will be associated with this teaching for uh, December 9th. 2011. That's all I have for today. Um, just kind of uh, very, very easy for me to get bogged down and get behind now with the way the ministry has grown and me trying to kind of handle all different aspects of that uh, that I'm trying to do. So um, I'm going to go ahead and just put this up for this week and then next week um, we'll be looking at some new different current events that have come up. So, uh, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. I praise you, Lord God, for your goodness and your mercy. I pray, Lord God, that you bless my listeners, the body of Christ, Lord. I pray that your angels would encamp around about them, Lord God, that your angels would go before us to prepare the way. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over them. I pray you bless their families, their unsaved family members, that their souls would be saved, Father God, for it's your will that not one would perish and that all would come to repentance. I pray that you would use us mightily for your glory, Lord, that many souls would be saved through the body of Christ in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I do pray you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.